Welcome to This Risen Existence with Paula Gooder, a weekly meditation for the Easter season. Mark 16, verses 6 to 8. But the angel said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. In this podcast, we turn our attention to Mark 16, verses 1 to 8, and what passes for Mark's resurrection account. When I say passes for his account, what I mean is that in each of the other Gospels, you have at least one resurrection appearance to one or more of Jesus' followers. If many modern Markan scholars are right, then Mark ends with Mark 16, verse 8, on that really odd cliffhanger. And therefore, all we have is an empty tomb and the angel announcing that Jesus is risen. What we don't have is a resurrection appearance. But despite its odd, slightly truncated form, I've always loved Mark 16. And part of the reason why I love it is it gets you into the emotion of the women arriving at the tomb. They arrive grieving, sad and mourning for their beloved Jesus who has died. And then they encounter in the place where they expect to find a dead body, an angel, who says to them as his first words, do not be alarmed. And I've always been rather intrigued by that statement, do not be alarmed. It clearly had no effect on the women at all. They seem alarmed as they arrived. They probably remained alarmed as the angel was speaking. And they were certainly alarmed as they ran away from the tomb petrified. So why did the angel say, do not be alarmed? I suspect that it was probably due to the second command that the angel then went on to give the women, that they should go tell Peter and the disciples that Jesus has risen from the dead. If the women spent too long in a state of amazement and alarm, the all-important message would remain unproclaimed, unannounced to those who needed to hear it most. This command, to go tell, is enormously important in Mark's Gospel, because until this moment, the disciples and those who were healed were told time and time again not to tell anyone anything. Jesus' command to keep quiet, it seems, was not a permanent one. It was only temporary. They were to wait until they had the best news of all to proclaim, before they told what they knew about Jesus. In fact, Jesus even made this explicit in Mark 9 verse 9 when he told Peter, James and John that they were not to mention the transfiguration to anyone until he had risen from the dead. The reason for this seems to be that because if they had, they would have got the wrong end of the stick, as the disciples so often did in Mark's gospel. For example, in Caesarea Philippi, when Jesus asked Peter who he thought he was, Peter temporarily got things right. You are the Christ, he declared. The problem was, he then went on to rebuke Jesus when he declared that he must therefore suffer and die. Peter's understanding of who Jesus was at that point was at best partial. If he'd gone out proclaiming who Jesus was too early, he'd have made Jesus into someone that he wasn't. The point is that now, at the empty tomb, the women were in full control of all the facts. 
They'd seen Jesus' ministry. They'd heard his teaching. They'd seen him relate to the poor and the outcast. They'd seen him down. And now they knew that he'd risen from the dead. Now was the time to put the pieces together. Now was the time to go and proclaim. And somewhat inevitably, the women ran terrified from the tomb. One of the delicious ironies about Mark's Gospel, however, is that we, the readers of Mark's Gospel, know that, in fact, the women did say something to someone. Because otherwise, we wouldn't now be reading that they ran away and said nothing to anyone. Nevertheless, the question remains, what would have happened if the women had never said anything to anyone? If they had never said anything, would the power of the resurrection be undermined? Hardly surprisingly, there's a yes and a no answer to give here. Yes, it would reduce the power of the resurrection because God in his great and unfathomable generosity has seen fit to trust us to communicate the things of God in the world. If we chose not to, then of course this would detract from the wonder of the event. This is something that lies particularly heavily on the mind of Paul the Apostle, who in Romans 10 verse 14 asks how people will believe if they haven't heard. For Paul, there is an appropriate urgency and importance about the sharing of the good news of Jesus' death and subsequent rising from the dead. On the other hand, however, it's important to recognise that even if the women had said nothing ever to anyone, Jesus would still be risen. The resurrection would still have happened. Death and sin would still be defeated. Even if the women had never said anything, the disciples would have learned of Jesus' resurrection when he appeared to them in Galilee. Even if we decide never to take up the challenge to go tell, God will still be God. Jesus will still be risen. God invites our engagement in his divine plan, but ultimately he doesn't need it. Failure of nerve on the part of human beings does not ruin the wonder of God's presence in the world. The challenge of Mark's gospel that issues down through the centuries is whether we are going to join in with this invitation. We are invited to join in with the proclamation of some of the best news possible, that Jesus is risen from the dead. But even if, like the women at the tomb, we are overcome with terror and run away, we are assured that Jesus will still be risen. God has made us far more significant in his divine plan than we deserve to be, but not so significant that we should ever be in danger of losing our sanity because too much of it depends on us. In our next podcast, we're going to turn to Matthew's Gospel and to a resurrection appearance of Jesus to his disciples on the top of the mountain in Galilee in Matthew 28. You've been listening to This Risen Existence with Paula Gooder, brought to you by Fortress Press. Paula's books are available at your favorite bookstore, online or down the street.